What's up, everybody? This is No Chance Podcast, the podcast about everything and nothing at the same damn time. My name is Ryan. My name is Nate. Thank you all for listening. Let's get to it. Yo, episode four. What's up, everybody? How's it going? We are back with episode four of No Chance Podcast. As always, it's your host, Ryan. <laughs> and Nate. I always fall <laughs> whenever we do that because I always think the same hostess, but it doesn't make sense. No, that's on, that's the snack boots. Um, <laughs> All right, anyways. Man, lots been going on in the uh, just world in general. I was going to say podcast world, but ain't nobody covering the shit that we're covering. That's so. true. We're just going to go right into it, man. This... I mean, actually, you know what we should do? We should inform them about our new sort of thinking and our new methodology yeah, when it comes yeah, to our podcast. Yeah, that would be a good idea. So basi- what we're about to do. Basically, what we're going for is just something a little bit more structured, a little bit more formatted, something that's going to be a little bit more informative. Yeah. Um, not boring, though. Not boring. Definitely not boring. We're going to be taking it a little bit more, uh, a little serious, a little bit more. A little bit more serious. serious. I like how you said a little bit more, but uh, you started like, Tone like it down. Really I was like a little bit more quiet. No, like, no, 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 serious. A little serious, yeah. Um, but I mean, we're gonna still try to keep it entertaining. Of course. Um, so we're yeah. definitely we're definitely taking this shit more serious. If you see us in our videos, man, we have a fucking studio. I know, dude. This fucking blows my mind. We we definitely we glowed up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we got a yeah. studio. We're gonna try to put out some footage for you guys so you guys can see us, and um, hopefully we can meet. Whoever our fans are in the future, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, all That'd three be of you. <laughs> <laughs> we all be best friends. <laughs> but yeah, man, like like Nate said, we're we're going to try to restructure this podcast a little bit. We kind of jumped into this and kind of assumed like, yo, if you're listening to us, you know everything about streetwear already. So we're definitely going to introduce you guys to some well-notable names as well as educate you guys on some well-notable brands. And hopefully, you know, you'll start to do your own research the same way that we do. Um, on a day-to-day basis and it's not even really research we just kind of no. send each other shit She's like hey did you see this hey have you heard about this exactly hey, exactly so this is what's going on. Yeah. if anything we're definitely gonna you know try to educate but you know not in a, like a boring way more yeah. like a like a bill nye way yeah you know like a bill nye you learn some else? shit from bill nye. is really good um steve Irwin. rest in peace rest man. in peace <laughs> <laughs> man but yeah anyways let's um, let's, let's jump into this shit Man, right, what are we talking about today? The biggest topic, I think, in the streetwear, you know, world, at least with, uh, it's it's almost about to hit the peak, yeah. you know, this week. It's still going on in New York right now. It's the Off-White and Nike, the 10 collaboration. Um, really big. Yep. Super, Super big. big. Yeah, I'm sure. We're going to touch on all of that. Not, yeah, yeah, I'm sure like, most, if not all of you, have heard of it or at least seen pictures of it maybe or... Yeah, Anything like that. and I yeah. mean, just like a good background of kind of what's going on right now. New York, um, with the sort of, you can call it a grand opening or just an exhibition of the Off-White and Nike collaboration. So what mm-hmm. they did basically is Virgil Abloh, and we'll kind of get into more of a description of him. Is who he is. Who he is. Why what he's, he's relevant. Why we're even talking done, about him. Yeah. Why he's been so special to receive this sort of, sort of medal for collaborating with yeah. Nike. Um, but he did a collaboration with Nike, and what's crazy to think is he designed or redesigned ten shoes. Yeah, <laughs> like, like so normally a collaboration is like, all right, one, you get one pair, you get and one that's your shot, collaboration. You know, so <laughs> yeah, whatever. But crazy. Yeah, so he had ten shoes. Um, 
what you know what we'll do we'll, we'll name them for you and if you if you maybe you know some of these styles maybe there's some of your favorite shoes maybe you know all of these styles. maybe you know all of them if yeah. so then hey skip this part but um so what do we got we have the air jordan one yep chicago color classic mm-hmm. got the blazers blazer one of my blazer high shoes. super nice um got the presto presto you got uh, the new Vapor Max. Vapor Max. Vapor Fly. Or Vapor, uh, Vapor Fly or Zoom Fly? Fly? I'm Zoom not sure Fly. which I'm not sure which model it is, but oh. it's one of those two. So if you don't know, the Zoom Fly is the newest like running style that's really popular. They did this thing called Breaking Breaking Two. Two. Yeah. Uh, Nike sort of like they, they're basically trying. They were trying to break yeah. the uh, two-hour marathon barrier. Crazy. And they got really close, but unfortunately they didn't break it. Only by a couple of seconds. Yeah. But actually, it, wasn't it like a few minutes? I don't know. No, don't it was know, like it was so close year. that you would you you wouldn't even like you couldn't even think about it. Yeah. But yeah, to think that you could run a marathon and have that time shaved off just by wearing a single shoe is kind of yeah. crazy, you yeah. know. Um, okay, what so what else we have? Air Max ninety. Air Max ninety. Air Max ninety seven. Ninety seven. One of my um, also one of my, all of my personal favorites from that collection. Yep, um, those are super nice. And Chuck Taylor seventies. Chuck Taylor. One of my favorite shoes of all time. That's crazy. Um, I had just to even throw a Converse shoe in there. It was yeah, crazy. And we'll get into like, that because that was like, that was a, a huge. There was a huge discussion about that one as well. Yeah. Um, um, Oh, Air Force Ones. Air Force One. I think uh, that's the last one. Is that it? Did is we name 10? 10? If we did a name all 10, comment uh, below and tell us like that we're missing one, one. But I think that's all Oh, of uh, the Hyperdunk. Oh. Wait. The Hyperdunk 2017. Yeah. yeah. That that's new, like the one that no one... The new tech on yeah. it, right? The React. The React, yeah. All right, so 10 different shoes pretty much redesigned the fuck out of them. Yeah. Like in a way that no one would ever imagine. Yeah. Um, some really innovative shit. But kind of like a background of Virgil, um, a lot of you may know him as, you know, like Kanye's right-hand man. Yeah. You know, like see him everywhere. Kanye West. Yeah. Um, So basically a little background is he had an undergraduate degree in civil engineering. I think it was in the College of Wisconsin. University of Wisconsin? Wisconsin. I think so. Yeah. yeah. University. we're not going to get too deep into him um, to like a background, but yeah. just so you can understand where this like sort of creative mind comes from and how he thinks. And he's, he's obviously a smart guy. I mean, he got his yeah. master's in architecture and he was studying yeah. civil engineering. Crazy. So he's obviously like a very intelligent guy. Yeah. Or at least very creative. And you, it's to think that you, when, like for those types of people that are like majoring in that stuff, mm-hmm. they're not just looking at like, you know, is there, you don't go to, to become a civil engineer to d- redesign shoes or to, to design clothing. You know what yeah. I mean? The concepts are so much bigger in terms yeah. of what is this? You mm-hmm. know, how do I go deeper into this? Like if you're looking, I think it was a, a quote in an, in an interview that I, I read of him is he went into architecture to look at, you know, to how to redesign buildings. Mm-hmm. But he took it a step further and looked at the smaller things and thought of something. And this is a good quote. It's like, how do I redesign a spoon? You know, I was like, you can like, like yeah. large scale, but then how do you take it to a smaller scale? And that's kind of where this kind of leads into this collaboration with Nike. It's like, nobody's looking at these shoes the way that like he is. He is. Usually when people collaborate with a shoe brand or whatever, it's just, you get maybe your own colorway or yeah. you get to throw a graphic on it, whatever. It's They don't really let you redesign the entire shoe exactly. or add all these different features to it. So I think that's 
really special in and of itself. I feel so. like we had a, a conversation about this recently, just in general of, you know, collaborations and yeah. how they've just been whack. You know what I mean? Like collaborations nowadays are taking two brand logos, putting them on a shirt, calling it a day. Yeah. It's there's no sort of pushing of the culture forward in terms of what could be done. Well, do you think it's because either the brands want to play it safe or let's say, for instance, whatever brand doesn't necessarily want the image of their product kind of distorted too much or, you know, they kind of want to. I think it's playing it safe thing. Yeah, because if you look at a lot of collaborations nowadays, you can see something along the lines of like, okay, logo, logo on a black hoodie. Yeah. Like there's no there's no way that something like that can distort your image. You know what I mean? Like if you put like say, or let's use this as a good example. Say you have a company like Nike mm-hmm. and then you have a company like who's kind of like a cutting edge company nowadays. Something uh, that you just kind of like some people kind of shy away from, others just kind of like embrace. You ever uh, heard of uh, a brand called Pleasures? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Pleasures is a brand you could find it at your local urban outfitters nowadays which is really cool it's kind of weird but it's really? cool yeah you it's, can yeah wow i did not know that they have it available at the urban out. outfitters in san francisco <laughs> exactly exactly washed. dude we talked about this last episode of just like how things when they're at your like the fast fashion houses i was just like it's over all yeah. of a sudden yeah. but basically this brand pleasure is pretty much started out of la kind of like you know instagram brand that's, that's actually a good, been doing that's a good term, Instagram brand. Instagram that's, brand. I feel like that's a good term. That could it be gets used. circulated on the Instagram. Yeah. All the you know friends of friends wear it, famous friends and stuff like that. But basically, um, there's sort of like image is this like if you know who Sid Vicious is like a yeah. like a like a rock kind of you know like Marilyn Manson just like, like just emotions yeah. and like just weird stuff. It, it has a cool image. There's not too many out there that look like it, but imagine a brand like that collaborating with Nike. To pleasures, they're like, you know, maybe they think of it as like, dude, like this this would be a great opportunity, you know what yeah, I mean? But to yeah. Nike, it's just like... Kind of too nah, out there for us. No, yeah. we don't want to be associated with Well, I mean, yeah, that. and at the same time, it's because they're not really very closely related at all. Yeah. You know, like they're but just, like they a lot of these, much in common. But at the end of the day, some people are wearing them together. That's true. So at the end of the day, they're cl- it's clothing. Yeah. But it's to what point am I going to take what you believe in and mix it with what we believe in? And I think that's where you get like the whole, no, that doesn't work or the, the brand playing it safe. Yeah. 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 But I feel like they're all friends. Like, I feel like all those streetwear brands are all like know each other. They're at the same conventions and trade yeah, shows. Yeah. But I mean, at stuff. the same time, like we talked about in previous episodes, like the brands for the most part want to stay true to their own image they yeah. don't really want to dilute you know who they are yeah um just for the sake of collaborating with people and i mean some do uh there's plenty of them plenty <laughs> oh, of brands yeah. out there that do that there's a lot uh, of times paycheck, where we look at a collaboration that we see on like hype beast and we're just like why that's it like why <laughs> why was this even that's what you guys yeah, came up why? with like <laughs> it's it's ridiculous yeah. but let's go and and let me ask you this question is because i think this collaboration means a lot to streetwear and just culture in general. Mm-hmm. Why do you think in a lot of what people have been saying online is calling this one of the g- 
greatest collaborations to happen in a very, very long time. Yeah. Why do you think it was that special? Um, I think just going back, If you think it was special. No, I do. I think just going back to it, um, just seeing a designer able to actually redesign like a classic model, yeah. kind of put his own take on it um, rather than just slapping a colorway on it and calling it a day, you know? That's I think that's one of the part. major things, yeah. Yeah, to, um, to innovate, Yeah. essentially. Take something that's already been established and kind of put your own spin on it. And I think that's another reason why it's so special is because there's a lot of risk involved. Because think Hell of yeah. like Jordan 1s. If you're going to collaborate on a shoe like that, you better be coming with yeah. like some good ideas or you're going to just be laughed at. And what most people do is like, let's create this coveted colorway or yeah. a remix of a coveted yeah. colorway. Yeah. And that's played out at this point. I mean, it's not played out, but it's just... It's not being as creative as you could be, I yeah. think. But do you think, and I think this goes for a lot of collaborations, is collaborations consist of maybe like three types of people. So you have brand and brand. Yeah. Then you have brand and celebrity. Mm -hmm. Then you have this like new thing now, which is brand and creative or creative director of this or just person of the culture. Yeah. You know, like we've seen it with Nike and ASAP Bari. You know what I mean? And that's just <laughs> yeah. an unspoken topic in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but I feel like you could also lump those two together because these people of the culture yeah. are also just celebrities. At the that's end of the true. Day. Like they're one. I feel like they're one and the same. You think so? Yeah. I think. I think the the aspect of famousness is different. So like like being famous is, is a general term. Like this person is famous, this person is famous, but kind of where they're categorized as being famous is a little yeah, bit okay. different. Being a cultural icon is yeah. kind of a subcategory of famous person. Yeah. So I would put it that way. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, that makes more sense. Because somebody like Virgil who – kind of I'm not going to say piggybacks because he is like one of the like hardest working creative persons in the streetwear industry is he kind of came up off of Kanye West like people know him because of Kanye West essentially yeah. like a Fonsworth Bentley and P Diddy type of thing yeah. you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. imagine Fonsworth just starting his own I think he started his own tie company like mm -hmm. after he, he left but but anyways you kind of look at it as like okay like you're the art director for Kanye West and his sort of whole entire run pretty much throughout his a majority of his career, like yeah. a lot of it actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just think back to um what was it? You know when he started playing the piano a lot? Watch the throne? No, before no that. um My, my dark, Beautiful Beautiful Dark Twisted, Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so you can see that, you know, you can almost see Virgil in that sort of like creation. But yeah. like where do you see that sort of like go? Because he created his own brand after that. Yeah, um, he created Pyrex Vision, which is honestly not too different. Well, at least the graphic isn't too different yeah. from a lot Con of off conceptual stuff. stuff. Yeah. What did you think of it when that first came out? Um, it was definitely I, different. Yeah, I wasn't really the biggest fan of it. Uh, it was definitely something that I hadn't seen before. Uh, haven't seen yeah. before. You know, like screen printing or printing stuff on the yeah. back of flannels, things like that, just graphics like that. 
Um, like I thought it was cool, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't my cup of tea. Like it wasn't my favorite. Yeah, thing, it know? wasn't anything like drastically different. One thing I remember was the basketball shorts oh, with the print on the front. I can say one thing I appreciate about it is the sort of DIY aspect of yeah. it. He took, if you guys don't know, he took like Ralph Lauren flannels and that's what he printed his stuff on yep. and he sold it as that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool to see somebody kind of repurpose something and make it their own yeah um and kind of come up from that so i think i appreciated that aspect of it but the clothes they were it's just not your style yeah they were okay but but i mean it wasn't anything too crazy i think yeah just the basketball shorts seemed to be really huge yeah um other than that it kind of like died off pretty quickly i'd say well did he have like a cease and desist from um like the actual like, um, like Pyrex, like the <laughs> like actual the, uh, like, the like Tupperware. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. Company. I don't know. Or Maybe was it from like I don't know. I yeah, I'm pretty so. sure he had a cease and desist like order from some company or some entity. It's just so crazy how, I mean, they're around for at least a couple years. No, I thought they're only around for like yeah, uh, like maybe one or like two, one or two yeah, years, yeah, yeah. but. It's so crazy to think that a brand, a Pyrex is like a multi-million dollar like company. I don't even think you could call it a company. I feel like it was just no the yeah, the Tupperware like oh, the glassware company, company. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to gain garner some some major attention for some dude who's just selling screen selling finals. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to be like, yo, you have to stop that. I see you making you like know hundreds of thousands yeah, of dollars yeah, off our shit. Sure. I wonder why you chose that. But either way, um, it's still a good precursor for you guys to understand that sort of like DIY mentality when it came to Virgil and his initial brand of Pyrex Vision Mm -hmm. because that plays a lot into what he did with Off-White and that sort of transition. Yeah. Because Pyrex was still pretty expensive when it first came out. Yeah. I, how much was it? It was like, they were, they were definitely like a few hundred dollars for a flannel and the screen print on the back. That's what, that's what I've always wondered is, how do you price your stuff? Like if if nobody knows who you are, maybe within your circle people know who you are as a Virgil Abloh, right? Like, oh, that's the dude who's like always with Kanye or that's the guy who yeah. creative directs. How does the general public know that your stuff is worth that price? I could release a shirt right now for $200, but- That's true, no one's gonna buy that. You never know, <laughs> you never know. Like how, um, do, how do people gauge that? I don't know. That's a good question. If, I think if I had the answer to that, I would have been rich by now. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Stupid. I think it has a lot to do with him being associated with who he's associated with. Mm. And I think it had a lot to do with, I don't know. What do you think? It's like, like, if you, you, it's, like it's almost like, look, I'm going to put this out for $200. This is my name fact check me wikipedia me then you'll understand why it's so much yeah yeah yeah. like i'm not gonna release some shit associated with a man who makes millions of dollars and sell it to you for the price of nothing yeah that's true but and this is what i understand with creative sometimes is sometimes it's just an outlet for expression you know what i mean especially for somebody like him who's just like like i want to create i want to create but then when it comes to like monetizing off of it Mm -hmm. Who the hell are you to charge $300 for a t-shirt? Yeah, that's true. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, you're, I thought you were all about the consumer at the mm-hmm. end of the day. But I guess 
with all people who consider themselves artists. And this is something that I learned recently is that when you put your artwork on t-shirts or you turn it into a graphic or maybe even a tattoo, it diminishes the price of what your artwork is worth. So when you look at like an artist in... Yeah, the more you put out of that same thing, the value of it is going to go down. Have you you've heard of like simple Rare simple Panther, right? Yeah, yeah. So Rare Panther was started by um, this like artist who's like pretty big now. His name is I think his name is sorry if I butcher your name, dude, but it's like Reginald Sylvester, right? He's a painter. He creates like these cra- crazy paintings. But I heard that the reason why he doesn't he's he's kind of saves his like sketches for like t-shirts and stuff is because if you really put his work on like a on a graphic t-shirt like his real paintings like you put all of his 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 like efforts into it then a painting that's that's hung on a wall that took him you know weeks to do yeah that he sells for thousands of thousands of dollars and he puts his graphic on a t-shirt like what's it really what's the painting really worth at that point yeah because then you know it's still your artwork it's just a t-shirt yeah which is crazy so it kind of justifies why you're you're paying so much, but then you also got to distinguish yourself as like, are you just a creative dude or are you like an artist? Yeah. So, I mean, it really depends on what Virgil kind of labels himself as. I think he's just somebody who likes to make stuff like anybody else. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I think this is cool. I'm going to make it. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. Uh, look out for our web store. We're releasing <laughs> a tote bag for $300. Plug. <laughs> $300. But, um, but yeah, let's kind of get into... Um, just more so like that sort of partnership with Nike, with Nike yeah. and, and Virgil and kind of what that meant to just culture and, you know, how he, how, how we can see, like, I don't know if you've been watching, we kind of watched it together. It was like their little like talk or like their discussion. Yeah. So basically what Nike did was that they had uh, what they called Nike off campus. Mm, so basically it was just kind of um, an exhibition um about their collaboration Mm -hmm. also just kind of explaining uh why kind of why these silhouettes are so relevant yeah why virgil is kind of relevant why i don't know how else would you explain it he has he has a lot of other people who are relevant to kind of like the street scene like spike lee that was that was pretty awesome just people who have contributed to the culture the same way that he has yeah in different ways so i guess it was kind of learning about their perspectives and the way that they see things yeah um and how all that kind of plays a bigger part in what is popular culture yeah and what's crazy and uh, we were kind of we kind of talked about this like kind of off the record was it felt so much like our podcast it was crazy yeah like they literally talked about the same thing to have that discussion of okay in one of the first talks was about the Air Jordan 1, and they kind of talked about what were your early sort of – what was your your early early exposure to Michael Jordan? Yeah. Or, like, how did he affect how you think about, you know, shoes? Shoes or just like, anything. Like, yeah. that shit is like – we – episode one, we, we figured out, like, kind of like our underlying meaning of why we fell in love with streetwear. Yeah. And I swear, like, you should listen to that, that the the first one where they interview Virgil. He damn near, it's damn near us interviewing him. Yeah. It's so crazy. And I was texting you all day. I was like, dude, like, this is exactly what, like, 
the culture needs is this conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because no one, no one's having that conversation, you know? It takes a, a collaboration this big for people to start talking about why, why did you look at the shoe like that? Yeah. You know, his sort of like explanation was, you know, like in the Air Jordan one, somebody told me that there was an air unit in the heel, but you can't see it. Yeah. So let me, let me show people that it's there without showing them mm-hmm. essentially. So it's just like, dude, how do you think like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's a great, that brings up a great conversation of, of why this podcast, you know what I mean? Like. Not everybody's thinking to a hyper, uh, you can call it like a hypersensitive level about streetwear or clothing yeah. or shoes, you know? Because we're, like we were talking about before, we're just moving at such a fast rate these days because of the internet, Crazy. because of everything. So we don't really take time to think about everything and we kind don't. of put it into perspective. We're just kind of like, okay, this is this, this is the way that that is. Yep. And that's just the way that it's going to be. Yeah. We don't really think about it. I think just now too, just yeah, like you said, like having the internet makes things so not even spontaneous. Well, in a sense, spontaneous, because it's like, all right, there's this trend. Cool, I'm gonna buy the, these items. Okay, that trend's over. Cool, next trend, cool, I'm gonna buy these items. You never even thought back to that trend before, why did I even buy this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And this just goes into like, you don't, you, you no longer go into a store and ponder what you wanna buy you already have something in your head or have been conditioned from looking at all this social media of, I kind of know what I want already. (laughs) You know what I mean? You don't discover anything anymore. Yeah. It's just already thrown at you. Yeah. And then, I mean, even if you walk into a store and don't know what you want, you see something and you're like, oh, this is kind of, like, I've seen this before. Yeah. Either, like, consciously or subconsciously. In the back of your mind, you're like, oh, okay, this is cool. But you think it's cool because you've, been seen yeah exactly exactly yeah. it's like it's it's already been basically like ingrained in your head yeah. like this is cool this is what i'm gonna this buy is what this you're what gonna I'm buy. Gonna wear. and yeah. you don't know that yeah you think you're just buying a shirt because the graphic is cool but subconsciously you like that iron maiden t-shirt and I, we always bring this iron maiden t-shirt up because it's like one of the most prevalent like rock like band metallica. shirts metallica yeah. t-shirt I, I like this 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 shirt like the graphics kind of cool it's kind of grungy yeah. little do you know you've been watching eight hours of travis scott footage on the internet and you just he's that's all he's wearing yeah. so it's like well that's what he's wearing but you're not you, you don't naturally say I want this shirt because Travis Scott has it. Yeah. It's more so I like this. I think this it's shirt more now. so you're trying to come up with an excuse. Exactly. Yeah. We come up with excuses so we don't seem like quote unquote posers. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh no, I think the graphic's cool. Like I appreciate the graphic. That's what It's my a crazy self defense mechanism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because nobody wants to say like, oh I'm wearing but I feel it because like, I feel like at the same time you're not really telling anybody else that, you're telling yourself that. Yeah. You're like, so okay, a, you're justifying it for yourself. It's an inner, it's an inner <laughs> yeah. self, self-esteem Whoa. issue then. Crazy. I know. <laughs> there you go. Another uh, highlighted moment in the No Chance <laughs> podcast. We're always coming Another up with gems, gem. man. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what, what we like to do. And, and let me let me kind of sidetrack. I had this conversation with my uh, – I was taking Uber um, and totally forgot his name. It might be Devon or something like that. It started with a D and ended with an N. That's all I remember from the yeah. Uber history. But we sat there, and he was kind of like, oh, so where are you going, man? You just get off work? I had my you know, my laptop with me, and I was telling him, like, no, man, we're trying to find this studio because we're recording a podcast. He's like, oh, we're like a podcast. Like, that's kind of sick. Like, you know, what is it about? And, and, and 
get this, like he was he's just like a normal guy. He's just wearing, you know, some some hirachis, just matching, whatever. He he didn't look like he was in the the area of high fashion or streetwear or whatever. Just a like normal a guy. Regular guy. Probably just got done playing basketball Probably too. Like likes what he likes. Likes what he likes. And whatever. doesn't really care about much else. Just yeah. not worried about too much. Not worried about anything. Yeah. And the conversation I had with him, he was like, yo, so what's the streetwear podcast about, you know? And I broke it down to him like this. I was like, you can sit in a barbershop, and I didn't say barbershop because he was a black dude, all right? I just said, I just said okay. barbershop. Thank you for clarifying that. Because <laughs> this is where you have this conversation. Let me, let me provide some context. Okay. But in, this, in the barbershop, a common conversation to have is who are the best rappers, top five, dead or alive, right? Everybody has this conversation. Everybody has, if you, even if you never even listened to Biggie Tupac, you have a top five. Oh, yeah, for sure. Easy, you know, like it's it's easy for people who listen to rap. Mm-hmm. Like you've never listened to five artists in your yeah, life. Exactly. You know what I mean? You can use that. But but anyways, I told him I was like that same sort of conversation you could have about top five rappers. You can have about what are your top five favorite streetwear brands? What are your fa- what's your favorite pair of shoes ever? Why are Air Forces more popular than Jordans? Like what was your first sneaker memory or what was your first like Dude, memory? Exactly. And you get into this like this rabbit hole of just like we can go back and forth about this. Yeah, all day. All Literally day. forever. Forever. Yeah. Like, no, fuck you. I love Air Force yeah, Ones. Exactly. Jordans were trash, yeah. man. They did not influence shit. Yeah. But like it's that sort of thinking that got him thinking of like, dude, I never even thought about that. Yeah, you're just like, I'm just wearing these because they're cool and yeah. like, they're comfortable. Like, and then really it started that. to yeah. open up a conversation with him where he was like, you know, man, like it's crazy to think that, you know, when you got in my car, I thought you were a skateboarder. And I didn't think that, you know, you 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 were going to, you know, you're going to talk like that or like dress like that. And it's, yeah. it's almost like a perception thing. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And then he started talking about, you know, the shoes and clothes he liked mm-hmm. and and how it links with his life. And I was like, whoa, man, like people are starting to understand like that way of thinking is as natural as you talking about your top five rappers. Yeah. I mean, you don't. Well, it's more subconscious thinking. Crazy. It's not really like most people aren't thinking about, oh, this is like I like this because of this yeah um i think it's there but it's not a conversation that everybody has every day it's not no one's going up to you like on a daily basis and saying hey why are you wearing that t-shirt why is that your favorite t-shirt dude there's like it's not i've literally never been asked that ever it's not a thing yeah but i would like just thinking about that now it's just like i would love to go up to somebody and be like yo why do you fuck with that brand yeah like i'm not like trying to roast you or anything i'm just like i'm curious because i only see that brand you know in these areas and i only see mm-hmm. these type of people wear like yeah why would you wear that and i think that that's great and i and that brings up another point is that you can these days you can almost have that conversation with anybody yeah you can almost go up to anybody and say hey why do you like this why do you like that uh pertaining to streetwear you yeah um before like you could only go up to certain people and ask ask them about streetwear but i think these days um, you could ask almost anybody about it and they'll give you some sort of answer, whether it's, you know, uh, well thought out yep. or, or not, you know, I think a great commonality that we have and not even in the sense that our knowledge about streetwear is that like that large mm-hmm. is that 
we wear clothes. Yeah. <laughs> like, any person on the street is wearing clothes. Yeah. Well, maybe not homeless people sometimes, but stay away from Jesus them. Jesus Christ. But, you know, like, somebody is wearing a T-shirt for some reason. Yeah. And it's, it, we can ask that question. It could be one of those, like, ironic T-shirts, like. Yeah. Like, what do you find funny about that? Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> why do you, did, yeah. Do you own any more of those? Like, why yeah. do you like those T-shirts? It's like, yeah. oh, because it speaks to my comedic sort of personality. I'm yeah, like, all right, like cool. That. Like, that's day. Yeah. Like, I'm down with that. Or have you know? ever seen, like, those. Those kale T-shirts that are supposed to be like yeah, like, like Yale. <laughs> Found only at your local Urban Outfitters. Yeah, it's like, why do you like? You must really like kale to purchase the probably, thirty dollars T-shirt. Probably a vegan. Yeah. you know what I mean. And, yeah. and it just tells you a little bit more about people. And and I think that and we're tying this all the way back to to this Virgil Off White Nike in the ten is that what you create, what you wear, what and in in, in Virgil's case, what you're creating to wear. Mm-hmm is an expression of who you are. Yeah, it's an extension of who you are as a person. A huge extension. Yeah. He calls like all the little things that are on these shoes and, and if you if you have a chance to look at pictures of them, they're amazing. The Air Force Ones is a good example. Mm-hmm. He has this thing he calls the toolkit, which is what he originally how he originally sort of got into designing the shoe is the toolkit kind of consists of everything from, you know, zip ties to a permanent marker to box cutters stuff like that just just normal designer stuff you know like in a roll bag mm-hmm. and what he did is he you know he took the <laughs> exacto kind of sliced through the shoe maybe hey i like the strap down here i want to yeah. cut out the shoe see this oh i'm going to take this marker mark this it's something he does naturally it's something he does it as a designer when he's working on shit that's not clothing you know yeah. what i mean yeah that's him <laughs> like that's him in a, in a nutshell of and you can see it in the shoe yeah it has a very sort of i don't want to say industrial kind of no look that's it to that's it, it. that think, is it i think that's kind of the term that i would describe it best is that it's kind of it almost the shoe itself almost looks unfinished like it looks yeah. like a sample shoe which exactly. is what's really cool about it you know? They actually release. Uh, he actually released pictures on his Instagram of samples. Yeah, and I'm like, isn't that this, the finished? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, wait, is that no? Nah, that's <laughs> finished. Like, how do you know as a creative when it's finished? Because I know for me, like, even if I'm just doing like the most basic graphic design or even a fucking PowerPoint presentation, mm. I'm like, this isn't finished. Yeah. I'm not done. Like, I hate this. You know yeah. what I mean? And we we always critique our work when you're like a creative. So I don't know how. Like, he could just look at that shoe and be like, it's done. <laughs> like, dude, that does not look done at all. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, what his mindset was is that he wanted these shoes in kind of the rawest form. Yeah. Kind of what they were, like, kind of, I don't know. In a sense, they're no frills, but they're adding, they're paying more attention to detail at the yeah. same time. Yeah. So it's a bit weird. It's kind of a contrast because yeah. at the same time they're very minimal, but it's like d- very... people have different definitions of detail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. For him, detail is taking what's hidden and exposing it. Yeah. I was gonna say it's kind of like looking at a cross section of that shoe. Yeah. He's kind of bringing. He's you're kind of looking at it in from inside out. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. sort of like the whole idea of his brand of off white is. And I wish I had the line. Do you know the line of, of it's like Off-White's like mission statement? No. No. Okay. Well, we'll figure <laughs> that out. But I think it's it's that word you use, which which is the, what's the word you use? Cross? 
cross cross what? section. Yeah, I think he he said it was the cross section of of white and black. And black, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Something is like off that. white, which yeah. is the middle, which is the the exposure, whatever. But I th- there's a line there. You look it up. It's mm-hmm. a it's a really good line. It kind of is is a good embodiment of the of the brand. But it's so crazy how he took what was inside and turned it into like it's almost like the essence of the shoe. But wouldn't between white and black be gray? It's like off white. Gray is uh, like off white. It's like. Almost like a tan that's color. That's like eggshell. Like cream color. Nah, man. I mean, I get, okay, anyway, that's that's beside the point. Anyways. Off white, to a colorblind off white is whatever. <laughs> I mean, whatever. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's still like, it's a it's a great collaboration. It's going to be fucking impossible for us to get. For sure. Hey, Virgil, if you're listening to all this free promo, um, send us a few pairs. Yeah. Or send us a box. Yeah. Just a box Just of a nothing. Box. Yeah. <laughs> I want one of those. It'll, it can literally say box with quotation Ooh, marks around it. Ooh, that's the name of this podcast. It's Oh, podcast. also, uh, shout out to Virgil for signing my glasses case in New York. Yeah, whatever, man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, it, this just kind of leads into another topic that we, we've been talking about lately is, is speaking of Virgil, speaking of Kanye West and this sort of influence with, with hip hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Virgil's a DJ. Yeah. He's going to be at Complex Con. Associated with Kanye West. So obviously he's within. Why not? You know what I mean? Make some yeah. extra cheese there. Um, but let's go back in time mm-hmm. to when hip hop first originated. And how has that always. And, and there's so many documentaries on like hip hop and sneakers and, you know, culture. Yeah. But there's always this sort of underlying sort of theme with hip-hop was being yourself you know being creative yeah you know an outlet of creativity you know what i mean yeah how how has that kind of transcended into now like what were the what were some of the early things you remember just like when you would watch like old music videos or like look at old artists what are some of like the things that you kind of remember from that in terms of like street what wear? they wore or, "Quote unquote," what street streetwear wasn't streetwear back then. It was just wear. Yeah, clothes. <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was just clothing. clothes. Um, I mean, just looking back, kind of when we were growing up, kind of baggy, like baggy, baggy was clothes. in, like yeah. baggy clothes Definitely. were in, like flashy clothes were in. I mean, they've always, for the most part, been kind of in. But, yeah, um, that's just what was popular back then. It so. was like shiny, gaudy, like. Super colorful, super colorful, like everything matching, everything, and some, and then people would distinguish themselves by adding their own twist to what was popular, yeah. which is crazy to think because it was like an old documentary. I think it was just called uh, "Just for Kicks," mm-hmm. and they're sort of like going through the old like b-boy, like early '90s phase of wearing like shell toe Adidas. Yeah, and you look at all their shoes. They're all wearing the same shoe, but it looks all different. Yeah. That, I don't think that exists nowadays. And that's why the Virgil thing was so cool because he's taking like that small piece of what made, you know, hip hop in uh, streetwear kind of coexist was Mm -hmm. this is my shoe. I'm going to write on it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what's on my shoe. I'm going to cut up my shoe. I'm going to put three different color laces on my shoe. And yeah. And, I think that's what's also really cool about it is that he wasn't necessarily afraid to yeah. change a classic shoe yeah. and make it his own. 
you know, like we were talking, like I said earlier, it's kind of a balancing act. Uh, if you're going to work with such a such an icon, such yeah. as like a Jordan One or like an Air Max Nine, nerve wracking, whatever. Yeah, I, I bet he was like super stressed out about that yeah. because there's a fine line between doing something and making your own mm-hmm. and paying respect to that icon and yeah. what it stands for. It was so, done tastefully. Yeah, sure. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was done like very tastefully. It still kind of captured the essence of him and like the cultural impact of each shoe. Yeah. So that's, it, I think, it almost takes the shoe to make it seem like it was meant for the future. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You like know it. What I mean. Yeah, like it kind of modernizes the silhouette a little it bit. Does, it does, because you got to think, yeah. like, a lot of these styles are made in, you know, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And now they look like they're meant for year 2040. Like yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how does, and I guess that just tells the tale of some of these silhouettes. The 10 that they chose was mm-hmm. these 10 sort of, I wouldn't even say define the company of Nike, but in a sense, they kind of. I do. mean, they're very they're like they're culturally relevant to say the least. They're like at huge, least a lot of them. Huge, most of them are huge notches in the giant belt of Nike. Basically, is each shoe sort of had that huge cultural impact, and I think with like an Air Jordan One, an Air Force One, an Air Max Ninety, a Presto, they all even like. A new shoe like the Vapor Max yeah. or like the Vapor Fly, like those yep. are still very relevant They're in terms of like iconic what they for. piece of like a moment in time. Yeah, that sort of like, or at least like they're relevant to like what Nike stands for in exactly. terms of like innovation. Yeah, like athletic innovation. Yeah, and it's crazy because and I just thought of this is like, you think of the Vapor Max, you think of it, you know, thirty years from now in the future, right? Mm-hmm. You'll look at it the same way, or even the Vaporfly. Let's, let's use the Vaporfly as an example. You look yeah. at something like the Vaporfly 30 years from now, you almost look at it as, like, how you look at the man on the moon. Yeah, like, the like first this was the, the first of its kind. This was the first of its kind. See, but I think no one looks at it like that way anymore. Everybody just thinks, is this cool or is this not cool? They're not paying attention to what the product actually is. A lot, And I think... One of the biggest cases of the cases of that has to do with like Nike basketball shoes. Mm. Have you ever? I'm sure you've seen like when Nike basketball shoes were just super popular, yeah. like signature models were just like flying off the shelves, selling out all the time. It was new, yeah. Now people are looking at it as like, oh, Nike basketball or basketball shoes in general aren't really cool to wear off court. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't pay attention to what that shoe actually is and what it's meant to do. Yeah. They just look at it as, oh, okay, like that's over with. I don't really care about that anymore. They don't really pay attention to like why it's significant or why it's even out there. Like it's a given. Like we all know, like, you know, don't wear basketball shoes outside of the court, you know, like, like real basketball shoes. Like you're not going to wear like a LeBron 14 on the streets. Just like how, yeah. You know what I mean? But like, if you look, and you got to think about this, like as, looking at somebody like LeBron James as being one of the, probably one of the greatest players to ever Easily. come through our yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Easy, right? Yeah. Think about the technology that goes in that shoe to make him or even excel him forward as the best, one of the best mm-hmm. players in the world. Like yeah. that sort of like mindset and thinking of like, well, yo, you see that shoe? Like that's one of the greatest of all time shoe. But everybody looks at that as like, that shit's in the outlets. 
Like, we yeah. don't care about the LeBrons. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But when you take a step back and you look at something like a LeBron 14, a Vaporfly, and an Air Jordan 1, all within the same category as being all these coveted, you know, silhouettes, mm-hmm. it's just like these things in the future will look like, you know, big moments in, like, just culture in general. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? I think just in terms of pushing the envelope in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, no one really pays attention to the specifics of things anymore. They just kind of see the general picture, and yeah. they don't really look at, uh, like, why things are relevant yeah. or why things are And that's why when are. you watch, like, you go online and you look at YouTube videos of people doing critiques or, like, reviews of shoes, there's never that sort of, like, okay, like, here I got the the... Yeezy Boost 350. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the technology that's super comfortable. This is the new sort of webbing. Well, it's n- let me let me ahead. say this. How many reviews of Yeezys do you see on YouTube compared to how many reviews of, let's say, like a Vapormax you see on YouTube? Probably like... Probably like a thousand yeah. for like every one like Vapormax review. Yeah. And why is that? Because Yeezys are more culturally relevant. Yep. If you can't see, I'm using air quotes right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of what it boils down to. It does. And and when you look at that sort of ratio of being so high to this idea of, okay, like nobody's really talking about Vapormax unless you're, you know, you work for Nike and you're trying to push it on to people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when you look at something like that, there's nobody that's just like sitting there with the shoe looking at it yeah. and just – fantasizing about the future yeah you know well, what I, I mean? mean like i feel like a lot of the older generation or at least i don't know i i tend to look at shoes that way i'm just like wow this is really monumental like this is the first of its kind like nothing like this has ever yeah. been done before and we're not trying to romanticize about shoes no it's more so appreciating what is and and looking back to what was yeah exactly you know like exactly. imagine you're you're wearing a pair of Reebok Reebok pumps and you're trying to pump air into your shoe yeah this fucking Vapor Max has air already pumped into it yeah you like know you're what I mean like standing you're on standing air. on air yeah. like the difference of not having that sort of like foam midsole to connect this giant air bubble to the actual shoe yeah it's fucking advancements that we would have yeah. never even thought of you know what I yeah. mean like. Where where the fucking Air Max in 1988? People would be like, "Them some damn moon boots." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like they'd be like, "What the fuck are you wearing?" Yeah. You know, and that's like the craziness of it because they would think you were from like if you literally put on a fit right now, mm-hmm. you have, I, I'm just gonna say it, you have a like a Yeezy inspired fit with some Vapor Maxes or no, actually here you have a Yeezy inspired fit with some fucking Yeezys on yeah. in like an off tan, like whatever that sort of typical color is. You're wearing that, right? Yeah. You go back in time to the to the 80s. People are going to think you're a caveman. Like they're going to be like, where'd you come from? Yeah. Like if you hop in a time machine from the year like 100 BC and come here and be like, what the fuck are you wearing? Yeah. Like you, you look homeless, <laughs> son. Like you could imagine that, yeah. man. Like it's crazy how some pieces just like they tell a moment in time, even if we're not even in that moment yet. Yeah. So like of like and we're trying to we're, we're how, really how did we get on this tangent? I don't know, dude. <laughs> what are I don't we know. Talking we're about really bigging up the Vapor Max for like one second. Yeah. It's not even my favorite shoe of it's the collection. <laughs> like it's probably like you know the second to last. Yeah. But it's just saying like like with 
the sort of innovation of what Virgil has done with mm -hmm. the 10. And not all of them are the greatest, you know what I mean? Like, I'd probably wear maybe, like, three. Yeah, like, obviously they're not going to appeal to, like, 10 shoes aren't going to appeal to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I guess the point we're trying to make is that all of these shoes are relevant in some in some way. Some rather, way, yeah. Uh, whether or not it's, like, pushing the envelope in terms of technology and innovation or yeah. being, like, culturally relevant, like the Jordan 1, exactly. things like that. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's And I think that kind of goes into, about. like, something we've always been talking about is when it comes to your sense of style and it comes to what you want to wear, like, we all, I know me and you both do it, it's, where is that sort of timeless sort of, is that a word, a quote, or not? Is, it, is that timeless an adjective? Is timeless, is, is yeah. Timeless, timeless is an adjective. Is an adjective yeah. Where do you take that sort of adjective of timeless and incorporate that into your style? I mean... Because we all want clothes that stand the test of time. We don't want to yeah. have to be like, oh, this this was last year's trend. I'm yeah. going to throw it out. Because we invest money, you know? We're not yeah. like millionaires yet. But I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> but we invest money in what we wear. It should stand the test of time. It should yeah. last a while. I mean, oh, that's a tough question. That's also a very easy question. It's just that, so your question, you're asking me. Like, what, how do you look at when you purchase clothes? Mm -hmm. Do you think about, is this thing going to last this, like, I mean, if you want to think of it as like an era, if you want to think oh, of it as sure. a moment in time. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we both tend to gravitate towards styles that we can wear like throughout yeah. different seasons, throughout years, things like that. Um, again, I think that just comes from us not having money to, I mean, okay, we have money, but not that much money uh, <laughs> <Not yet>. to, <laughs> to buy clothes like super frequently. Yeah. So I think it comes from that. But it's also that we're kind of creatures of habit. Like you mm. and I... I feel like we dress like we know our style definitely. so it's we're not necessarily looking to change it too much no definitely so not. we kind of incorporate things that work already with what we like to wear yeah so i think that's that has a lot to do with it too it doesn't necessarily have to be a timeless piece it's just that it fits into our overall style that hasn't necessarily changed too much and and like if that makes sense we could all tie this back to this you know virtual off-white is the essence of yourself comes out in the clothes that you wear. It comes or, out in the things that you create. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, you can definitely see who we are, we as in me and Nate, in the stuff that we wear. Like, it's very obvious when you see us, like, oh, that's them. Like, it's not anything <laughs> drastically different yeah. any time we, you know, we change. But I guess the, the main point we're trying to get at is, like, Pretty much, where would you like? Like the the, <laughs> the essence of yourself is back to episode one. Yeah, for real. Like the essence of yourself lies in the things that you that you wear, the things that you you make, you create. Yeah, like it, it really shows at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, and it and it makes a lot of sense because that's what Virgil did, and that's why you can you if you look at an off white piece, you look at the shoes and the collaboration. There's a huge tie in there. Yeah, and I think just that quote that you said earlier that. Off white kind of straddles the line between black and white. Yeah, I think that's a very 
that's very true to their brand. They're yeah. almost kind of walking the line between what is streetwear and what is high fashion. Exactly. So I think that... And you could look at it that a hundred different ways. Yeah, exactly. You can, look, you can what analyze that. What is trendy and what is classic. Yeah. Or like, you know, and it, it can go a thousand different ways, but it's it's definitely something to really think about because for us at least we we don't look at it as oh that's just another one of your like nike collaborations Mm -hmm. in a month from now you'll forget about it yeah it's something that you look at as something larger than a collaboration yeah why we tend to ask like ourselves questions of like why is this important why why should we care about this why do we like think this is so sick yeah i think a lot of that comes from our daily conversations of like why why are we getting that why what's so great about this this item of clothing yeah and i mean a lot of the times like we don't even agree with each other it's ryan could like something and i could be like no i don't i'm not really kind of i'm not really on the same page it's persuade it's it's actually deterred me from a lot of things whether it's from price or like what it looks like but yeah definitely happens a lot yeah but yeah for the most part man like i think this was a good conversation in terms of trying to um, trying to explain why pushing the culture forward is so crucial when it comes to these collaborations. Yeah. Not a lot of people are doing it nowadays. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even name them before this. Not be even, yeah. So I think the main point that we're trying to make is that um, it takes a lot to actually be creative yeah. and actually create something that is outside of the box that isn't expected. Putting yourself, putting your in, like the embodiment of yourself into an, a physical object. Not even a, a physical object. It could just be putting your energy or putting your yeah, uh, effort your effort or your essence into anything. Yeah. Um, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be anything creative or anything like that. It's just remaining true to yourself. Yep. And if you are going to have a creative endeavor or something like that, just Good make word. that an extension of yourself. You yeah. Know? So. And, and that's a really good point. And, and man, this almost went for fucking about an hour. hour. But you want to know what's great about going o- almost to an hour? Is that we have a fucking studio where we can go on for however long we want. Yeah, so fuck it. The next one's going to be three hours. You know what? Nah. No. <laughs> We're not trying to produce feature films here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, like, that was, I mean, that's a good way to end it. Yeah. That I was, say so. Yeah. I mean... I feel like all of this just ties back to what we talked about in the previous episodes, yeah. but I mean, I think it's good stuff. Yeah. I think a lot of you, a lot, I mean, like, the one person out there can relate yeah, we're, to... We're, we're boosting up in the views, man. <laughs> right. I mean, in the listens. I so, hope so definitely, definitely tune um, in for the next episode. Um, we're definitely getting this on a week-by-week basis. And, um, I mean, like we keep saying at the end of our episodes, this is only our fourth episode, so bear with us while we refine our craft and uh, hopefully take it to another level. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Episode four. Four? Is episode four now? Episode four, man. Thanks for being here. All right, that's a month. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to us. Peace. Um, Later.